Well, hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback Hornback Experience. The Brian Hornback Experience, episode 82. Episode 82. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the May 3rd primaries in Knox County. I'm not dealing with any notes. No notes whatsoever. Still got Chief Deputy Kevin Minion back here. Uh, added uh, Mr. Groot up there. Uh, added a uh, the River Kelly hat, which, by the way, um, oh, Groot just fell. By the way, um, the River Kelly hat is uh, part of the Granger Smith um, family. Been following Granger Smith since about 2007. Um, He's been around since the 90s in country music. Uh, he's from Texas. Granger Smith autograph right there on the Yee apparel hat. Um, got to uh, see Granger for the second time uh, as at a meet and greet. Uh, he was here on Thursday night, May the 5th, in Knoxville, Tennessee, as part of the Justin Moore uh, concert. Uh, that's the River Kelly hat, his son River. Uh, passed away at the age of three um, uh, due to a uh, due to a drowning accident at their home. Uh, so this hat will never be worn. Still got the cardboard in it. Uh, I do have one that I wear that's got a lot of sweat stains in it. That one's been autographed by Granger. Never be worn, so it is now part of the backdrop. Sorry about that, group. Uh, but anyway, so that's kind of the backdrop. Um, underestimate me. That'd be fun. And then a little homage to my mother, uh, who's in heaven. Um, this is the eighth. This is being recorded on Mother's Day. This is the eighth Mother's Day uh, that mom's been in heaven. Uh, but I have a wonderful wife uh, who was a mother to three children. Uh, and uh, so we're celebrating her today. Uh, anyway, all the mothers out there, kudos. Uh, really thought that I would probably do a podcast today, a Brian Hornback experience today. Uh, just got through watching Channel 10 uh, and um, just wanted to run through the elections. Um, so uh, what do we have going on? Let's see. Probably the biggest surprise uh, was the county commission at large seat 11 race. That's the one I really want to talk about today. Um, that was uh, Kim Frazier uh, versus Devin Driscoll. Devin Driscoll was first on the ballot. Uh, Devin Driscoll um, is one of the owners of D1. Uh, his story, uh, he'd been sharing all over the county since about, um, he appointed a treasurer back in about, March. Uh, he'd probably been telling his story around the county uh, for uh, since about August. Um, Kim Frazier, too, has been uh, active in the community, active in the business world for a number of years. Everyone counted Kim Frazier out. Uh, so Devin Driscoll was, was the heir apparent to succeed Justin Biggs on the county commission seat 11 uh, because he uh, had a lot of money. I kept telling people money, money don't matter uh, in politics. Justin Biggs uh, kind of showed that four years ago when he ran for at-large county commissioner. 
uh, and um, against uh, a former county commissioner with a lot of name ID, a lot of money. Uh, his opponent, you know, ponied up over $100,000 in other people's money. Uh, that didn't really matter. Again, also four years ago, Glenn Jacobs wasn't supposed to win. Um, you had two county commissioners running against Glenn Jacobs four years ago. You had former Commissioner Brad Anders, which is now, he's now running the 911 system. Um, and and uh, Bob Thomas, who had been on radio for a long, long time, both at WIVK and then at uh, WNOX uh, Talk Radio. Uh, he'd served uh, in uh, the, the seat 10, the at-large seat 10 position. Um, and so he had a lot of name ID. He had a lot of money, too. Uh, Glenn Jacobs didn't have a lot of money, uh, but uh, he had a good ground game. And so uh, a good ground game, door knocking, having door knockers, using some of his celebrity as 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 a as a as a wrestler uh, with the WWE helped. Uh, Devin Driscoll tried to, in my opinion, this is my opinion, tried to capitalize on that. And he too had been a wrestler, not to the fame that Glenn Jacobs had risen to, um, but uh, tried to use wrestling as part of that. Uh, it didn't work for him. Why did it not work for him? Um, on Channel 10 this morning, uh, it was said, and, and I'll be honest, I jokingly have talked about the difference in the in the in the signs. Kim Frazier had her picture on her sign, uh, but she had a lot more on her sign. She had a message uh, connecting communities. Um, I mean, come on, uh, you know, people understand that. What did Devin Driscoll have on his sign? He had conservative. Explain conservative to me. Uh, conservative to you is different than conservative to me. Republican to you is different than Republican to me. Uh, you know, if nobody learned anything from the city council elections um, for, uh, last year, uh, the, the five candidates two or three really good candidates, two or three okay candidates. Um, they all used talking head national talking points. Doesn't work in local elections. If you're running for county commission so that you can be the next county mayor in four years, then you're not really taking the position of county commission seriously. If you're running uh, to be... Uh, you know, if you just so happen to to wind up in another position, fantastic. Uh, Justin Biggs has worked in the trustee's office for 15 years. He's been on county commission for the last four years. Yes, he now is the Republican now the Republican primary candidate to run for trustee. But um, throughout the campaign, it was said that. Devin Driscoll was going to win because he was going to be the next mayor after Glenn Jacobs. Well, guess what? Glenn Jacobs has four more years, uh, provided he wins against Debbie Helsley. Uh, he was unopposed. Glenn Jacobs was unopposed in the Republican primary. Debbie Helsley bested Bob Fisher, Tyler Givens. She's now the opponent that, that Glenn Jacobs will need to take on on August the 4th. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk that Glenn Jacobs is going to run for governor. Well, there's other people that want to run for governor. 
Congressman Mark Green out of out of Nashville want, uh, is ta- it, the rumor is he's going to run for governor. The rumor is that Cameron Sexton, Speaker of the House, is going to run for governor. Um, you know, you you can't discount uh, a, a businessman like uh, like Jordan Mullenauer, who uh, just opened up uh, uh, his his run of business here in in Knoxville, uh, Mullenauer Gross, which is a uh, which is a um, which isn't uh, owns Red Stag Fulfillment. Uh, they have a, a warehouse here in uh, here in Knox County, out in Forks of the River. Uh, he just opened up uh, a groundbreaking where they've just started building a, which is building one of ten that's going to be in Monroe County. You can't underestimate somebody that's a, a businessman like Bill Lee, who nobody expected to be governor four years before he became governor. Nobody expected Bill Lee to be governor six months, three months before he became governor. He was in a three-way primary with Randy Boyd, now president of the University of Tennessee, and Diane Black, congresswoman, and Beth Harwell. He was in a four-way race in the Republican primary. Um, and uh, the race come down basically to Diane Black and Randy Boyd basically beating each other up pretty significantly. And Bill Lee was was the businessman who said, I'm a businessman. I want to run Tennessee like a business. Bill Lee is now unopposed in the Republican primary uh, on August 4th for governor. Again, you don't see, you know, there's been some talk that Bill Lee might run for president or Bill Lee might be a vice presidential candidate. I don't know that that's true. There's been some chatter about it. But Bill Lee didn't set out to get elected governor so that he could then become something else. I could totally see Bill Lee being a guy that spends eight years as governor, uh, provided he gets elected in November. Uh, He's unopposed August 4th, so obviously he's going to be the Republican nominee. Provided he gets elected in November of 2022, I could totally see him after eight years as governor going back to the farm, running Lee companies, and doing nothing else. I could totally see, see that. But a lot of people have misunderstood the Kim Frazier, Devin Driscoll campaign. So I'm going to try in this podcast. I got 30 minutes. And if we get into other races, fantastic. If we don't get into other races, we'll do it on another another day. People don't understand a couple things about Kim Frazier's campaign. One, she had dedicated, dedicated ground team. She had teams that did signs. She had teams that door knocked. She had teams... Wherever there there was an event in Knox County, Kim and her people were there. They all wore the shirts. Uh, There were a few hats, which I didn't get one, by the way, but that's cool. Um, But she had dedicated troops out there that were pushing Kim Frazier's name. I met a couple at Farragut Middle School on on, uh, May the 3rd that... um, told me they met Kim when they're when they're now high school kids, juniors, seniors, were babies. 
So Kim Frazier had dedicated friends that fought for her, that helped get her message out. It's been said on in the media that Kim Frazier is a Hardin Valley community advocate. Yes, she's a, a Hardin Valley community advocate. But that really diminishes the work that Kim Frazier has done. She's been active in in the community in numerous ways. Uh, she's been on the ethics committee, on the county ethics committee. Uh, she's been vice chair of the county ethics committee, which, by the way, she stepped down uh, when she became a candidate. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, just this year, appointed her to the Advanced Knox, which is the comprehensive uh, re doing of the growth plan um but kim took hardin valley planning advocates which was a was a group that was started in hardin valley to talk about how hardin valley is going to grow she's the one that when they built hardin valley elementary and then they built hardin valley high school she's the one through her uh, through through that hardin valley planning advocates that uh really pushed and got a hardin valley middle school um but she took that group from the Hardin Valley Planning Advocates. And over the last couple of years, they've gone all over the county. They're the Knox County Planning Advocates. That has never been mentioned except in Kim's campaign. Even today, as the talking heads were talking about the campaign, they still pigeonhole Kim as being in Hardin Valley. Uh, no one really talks about the fact that she and her husband, uh, Russ Frazier, uh, who's a, uh, a well-accomplished physician, doctor, uh, has been running the, the rescue squad for a number of years. Kim has been involved at the rescue squad with Russ for a number of years. Um, Russ was asked to go to Ukraine right at the start of the invasion from Russia um, to help train first responders, emergency folks, physicians on how to treat those that are being wounded in the Russian invasion. Late in the campaign, things were said that just weren't true, that the Frasers used his trip to the Ukraine to help her in her campaign. Just not true. I don't think that those that want Russ Frazier to come train those people in, 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 in the Ukraine for two weeks gave a rat's beep that Kim Frazier's running for a county commission at large. At some point, folks, we've got to understand that the world, the universe, does not revolve around local politics. Yes, I've spent nearly 40 years because this is my passion. This is my hobby. This is my drug. This is my obsession. And, it, and it's not how we govern, but it's the actual process of political campaigns. When people get elected, whether they're my friends or not, I could care less. You can ask any number of people who are my friends, who have served, who are serving, if I've asked for a single vote. I haven't asked for a single vote once they've been in office. But that's just, 
That's just me. I enjoy the political campaigns. But once the campaigns are over, whoever wins, wins, and we move on. Uh, there are issues that pop up that sometimes I opine on. I opine on that on brianhornback.com. I opine, I opine on that now on the Brian Hornback experience. But at the end of the day, when the vote's done, the vote's done. Uh, do I get disappointed? Absolutely. But that's just the way it is. Kim Frazier's worked a number of jobs. Uh, she's worked uh, as a, she's worked at, um, I'm not going to name the companies, but she's not, she's worked in a no, number of companies, both as a HR director. She's worked at um, just doing uh, both at, at a uh, international lighting company at a jewelry type business. Uh, so she's been involved, uh, but she's also been involved in her community. So to say that her signs were what gave her the percentage of vote that she got, it's just not. It's disingenuous, probably sexist. Uh, it's a funny joke, but when it's said in all sincerity, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's somewhat offensive. Uh, so I hope folks will, will begin to look at this race. They will begin to see that this race was more than that. I said at the beginning of this campaign that one, she's going to win because she was a good candidate. She, she's been showing up for 10 years at community meetings. Uh, she's been active. I knew about her groundswell of community support, her volunteers. Uh, I got messages from people that were having to find her yard sign, her, her signs in the middle of, north shore on a sunday morning um and uh there's all kinds of pictures of white cars with red signs on the side of them pulling up taking her signs um you know it's been a it's been a funny joke but there's a difference in a joke and and trying to pass that off as legitimate reason people voted for I think people voted for her because one for a number of reasons, but primarily she's been showing up, she's been active, she's been engaged, she knows the issues. But the other thing that people need to understand about what's going on in Knox County is, and I said this early on in the process, probably back in January, there's this groundswell. There's been a storm brewing for some time. It started, and and she's gonna hate me for saying this, Julie McBee out in Carnes, has been showing up for year, for, for the last couple of years on some of the um, on some of the rezonings that are going on in the Carnes community where builders and developers are now having to start taking postage stamp properties, three acres, five acres, 30 acres, 100 acres, and they're putting so many houses on these parcels of property that now people are beginning to see what that kind of density does to a community because you don't have that infrastructure anymore. Uh, now you see where the county is bargaining with the developers, and you saw it early in this year. And it was probably most egregious this year, and that's probably what took Kim Frazier from being a from Kim Frazier and Devin Driscoll being a 50-50 campaign to Kim Frazier being a 
campaign. Uh, when you've got developers that are out there and they say, well, you know, we can make this project work with X number of houses, but if we could get another five to six houses or another half dwelling unit per acre, then we'll fix the road that the county actually should should have already done, the infrastructure. And the county commission said, well, you know, we don't like that, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to go ahead and give you that density so you'll fix the road. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, A, it's just bad. It's bad that the county is is giving more density, which means more cars, more more people, more they're they're trading it off. And so the county's not truly fulfilling their obligation in ensuring that these roads are adequate. And then you're getting it built by somebody that might or might not do a good job on it. Okay, so, okay, for every seven of those that get done, you know what? So what if two of them come in subpar roads? It's just it's just the public's infrastructure. It's just the public road. Who the hell cares? That's what we've come to in Knox County. Um. So here's what's going to be interesting to see. Kim Frazier still has another race to do in August. She has to face Democrat Vivian, uh, Vivian Shipe, and she has to face independent Don Bridges. Um, Larson J has to, uh, by the way, we still have, we haven't talked about that one. Steve Weiner came in. Larson J had $190,000 to $200,000 when, when all, when all the, when, when all the, when all the dust settles um, and he, he, I, I could say he barely squeaked out a win. I mean, it was still, it was still pretty significant, but uh, clearly um, Steve Weiner came in with about, again, I'm, I'm not using notes, but Steve Weiner came in, you know, with, with, for a guy that started his campaign in February, uh, he came in um, with, with a good showing actually. Uh, and, um, and a significant vote uh, that would show that there's a there's a, a major anti-Larson J vote. Now, some of that uh, anti-Larson J vote could be his um, his um, support of developers and home builders uh, in in uh, swapping out stuff. I'll tell you what, uh, having covered the Dry Hollow community, um, and and. He's still got to cast that vote come May. Uh, and they're even swapping it. Let's just talk about, we'll, we'll talk about Dry Hollow because I'm already at 23 minutes. We'll talk about Dry Hollow on a totally separate podcast. And I might even bring on some people for that one. Uh, may bring on Don Close uh, for that one. I uh, went out there to that meeting. You can find that on brianhornback.com. Uh, Thunder Mountain uh, has got a significant amount of South Knox land that they don't ever intend to build houses on, but they want to use what they can't what they can't build on. They want to use so that they can 
pile on more houses off of Sevierville Pike. Total travesty. Total travesty. Then they went ahead and bought the Bauer Field property so that they can so that they could cut a deal with the county parks and rec and Joe Mack, the director of parks and rec, in order to get more houses. So they can say, oh, look what we're doing for the community. Look what we're doing for the kids. You know what? You should have just you should have just signed that property to the county instead of holding the county hostage with a gun to their head to make the county rent that land for Bowerfield. How about that, Thunder Mountain? The Larson J, uh, they, 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 they delayed that vote for two to three months uh, so they could get close to the election. And then when the Bower Field issue came up, they wanted to vote on Bower Field uh, the end of April, just before early vote. And then they wanted to go, and then they're going to go ahead and postpone the vote on the actual residents and the actual density of Thunder Mountain until after the election. But they weren't able to do that. There was enough community opposition uh, that they went ahead and postponed both. Uh, but Larson went out there uh, in, in the in the in the 11th hour after a community meeting that I went out there, by the way, you can watch the entire community meeting uh, there. Uh, the attorney for Thunder Mountain that got um, hired in the in the in the ninth hour, not the 11th hour. He was there, but kind of kind of hid back in the back Um and uh, got a picture of him and Larson walking away after the community meeting on brianhornback.com. But uh, Larson went out there, and, and, and from what I'm told, because I wasn't able to attend the meeting where the attorney for Thunder Mountain and the community and, and Larson uh, were there, uh, basically told the community not to, not to, um, not to slander public officials. It's not slander if you, uh, as long as you use facts, as long as you use the truth. But anyway, uh, just want to get on here and talk about primarily the Kim Frazier, Devin Driscoll race, because I'm just hearing a lot of chatter about it. It's just not true. Uh, lady's been involved in so many different organizations over the years. Uh, her, her, um, her team was incredible. Her team worked as hard as she did. She was at every meeting known to man. Um, I only know of one joint appearance that uh, that Devin made with uh, Kim Frazier. Well, let me say there's two. Uh, they both appeared at the uh, Concord Farragut Republican Club meeting at the, on the same evening, and then they appeared on Channel 10's uh, Inside Tennessee uh, virtually. Uh, you know, they're both on their computers at their places of, of residence or ha- or business or whatever. Um, and uh, and that's the only two appearances I know they made because uh, I know that at the Center City Republican Club on the night that we featured, I'm, I say we because I'm president of the, of the Center City Club, uh, they uh, they had, um, we had a night where we had the, the contested Republican commissioners and, uh, Devin, uh, who had had it on his calendar for about two months, uh, wound up getting held up at another meeting. 
but uh, I only know of two occasions that they actually appeared together. Uh, I got the videos from the Concord Farragut Club uh, where Devin spoke and Kim spoke. Uh, we can probably, if, if you need me to find the Inside Tennessee, I can find it and share it as a link if I haven't already on brianhornback.com. Uh, but, uh, again, um, there's more to Kim Frazier than just her picture on her yard signs. Um, and, uh, there's more to Devin Driscoll than, than, than just that, uh, his yard signs sucked in my opinion. Uh, his campaign messaging was off in my, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and, um, and now we'll go on till August the 4th. Uh, early voting starts July 15th through the 30th. Yours truly will be on the Republican ballot if you choose a Republican ballot. Kim uh, will be on the general election ballot, but if you choose a Republican ballot, I will be on the ballot uh, as the um, as the um, state executive committee man for state Senate District 6. So if you vote for Becky Duncan Massey and you pull a Republican ballot, then you too can vote for me. Uh, there are a couple of other options on there besides me. So um, support me, if you, as Winfield Dunn said, support me if you can, oppose me if you must, but above all, participate. And we'll live with whatever happens. So again, thank you for tuning in to the Brian Hornback Experience, episode 82. This has been basically the Kim Frazier uh, campaign countdown. All right, see y'all soon.